this is number 72, The Mind Never Seems to Stop. I'll begin with a quote from Thich Nhat Hanh, The Miracle of Mindfulness, a Manual on Meditation. I believe this is the first book of uh, Thich Nhat Hanh's uh, to be published. He's talking about washing the dishes. He says there are two ways to wash the dishes. The first is to wash the dishes in order to have clean dishes. And the second is to wash the dishes in order to wash the dishes. And he says, If while washing dishes we think only of the cup of tea that awaits us, thus hurrying to get the dishes out of the way, as if they were a nuisance, then we are not washing the dishes to wash the dishes. What's more, we are not alive during the time we are washing the dishes. In fact, we are completely incapable of realizing the miracle of life while standing at the sink. If we can't wash the dishes, the chances are we won't be able to drink our tea either. While drinking the cup of tea, we will only be thinking of other things, barely aware of the cup in our hands. Thus, we are sucked away into the future, and we are incapable of actually living one minute of life. Feelings are not states. I'm not a sad person, though I may have sadness. I'm not an angry person, though I may experience myself that way, at least occasionally. These feelings, our emotional response to a given experience, are rather short-lived, lasting something like a minute and a half, maybe even less. But then our thoughts get involved, and the feeling is enlivened again and again, our mind propelling it like a beach ball kept aloft by the crowd in a stadium. And the mind never seems to stop. It's a running commentary of how I'm doing, how you think I'm doing, how you're not doing it the way I want you to do it, and what that means about us, it's, if you loved me, you wouldn't fill in the blank. If you really loved me, you'd, again, fill in the blank. The mind is not broken. It's not out to get me. I'm simply using it in a way it's not designed to be used. The mind, our intellect, is brilliant at a few things. First, it's an incredible historian. It can tell me what happened and why it happened. It can see the patterns of things. It can show me all the turns from there to here and, and the players involved. The mind is great at this. But then I misuse it by trying to structure my future based upon what the mind is telling me about my past. I hold on and try to steer things into alignment by thinking them so. And, and this never works. Second, the intellect is great at solving problems. When I drive from here in the San Fernando Valley to the Mid-Wilshire District, the intellect will add the time of day to the equation and then tell me what route to take. And all along the way, it will measure my progress, adjusting as I move forward to find the least traffic, the most open, direct path from here to there until finally 
where I am and where I want to be are in the same place. Success, problem solved. When I figure out my schedule for the week, put something together from Ikea, work out the scene that takes us from Act 1 to Act 2 in my screenplay, these are all problems the intellect is designed to solve. But I misuse the intellect when I see my lack of happiness as a problem to be solved. Then my mind will tell me all the reasons I'm unhappy. Well, you're too old, you're too fat, no one loves you, no one cares, happiness isn't available anyway, the world is a bad place. Now, most of these things my mind is telling me, I can't control. And how do I feel then after my mind has told me all this? Still unhappy, perhaps even more so, and now I'm hopeless to boot. The mind can't help itself. It becomes aware of sensations moving through the body and explains what they mean. This set of sensations is sadness, and here's the story of why I'm sad. It will take the thought dog, then move to old Rover, then how old Rover died and how lonely I've been since then. He was the last true friend I ever had. I can't stop this. The mind is going to do pretty much what it wants most of the time. But I can step away from it and have a point of view on it rather than be identified with it. When we meditate, we transcend the mind and experience what we are beyond thoughts and feelings. So, when we find ourselves overwhelmed with these thoughts and feelings in our day, we can remind ourselves that this is simply what the mind does. And we can become present to the sensations passing through the body. We get present to these sensations, then we get present to the five senses and the way it feels to be in this body at this time, in this moment, doing what I am doing. And we let the mind do what it does. We don't have to listen to it. And the more we practice being in the world rather than in our thoughts about the world, the less power the mind will have over how we experience anything. Whenever I correct myself back to this moment, back to washing the dishes simply because I'm washing the dishes, rather than letting my mind spin about what I'm going to do as soon as the dishes are finished, I am building in myself the habit of being in the only place I can ever find peace, the only place I can ever find happiness, the only place I can ever find uh, an experience of something greater than my small self and its thinking, which is the here and now. And this, along with my twice-daily meditation, over time begins to quiet the mind. it begins to settle the mind down. We begin to be able to use the mind only for what it's meant to be used for. And we begin to find the same peace 
here with the eyes open that we find in meditation. Today I will remind myself to get present to the world rather than to my thoughts about the world. I will remind myself to listen to my friend rather than my thoughts about what they're saying. I will remind myself that my life is not a series of problems to be solved, but rather an experience to be engaged in, an experience to be had. And I will choose again and again throughout the day to make myself available to that experience. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.